there and welcome to this week's Wednesday Wanderings with me Louise from Louise's Lexiconology and this week I'm asking you where is your favourite place to visit in the world? So I have to say that travelling is one of my most favourite things to do. Uh, you get to experience different cultures, weather, food, meet new people, share the history. It's all really good for the mind and body. And throughout my life, I've been very fortunate to be able to travel to many parts of the world. Uh, Australia, South Africa, Turkey, Italy, Spain, France, the USA, St Lucia, to name a few but there are many, many places I'd still love to visit. And for very different reasons, each country that I've mentioned just now holds a very special place in my memory. Um, but if I were choosing my all-time favourite, um, then I think that the many different times I went to Spain um, holds a lot of firsts for me and makes it top of my favourite list. For example, the island of Mallorca um, was the destination of my very first family foreign holiday. We stayed in the north of the island in um, a town called Alcudia and we went back many, many times to a different part of Mallorca but um, we always had an absolutely fantastic time when we went to Mallorca. Santander in the very north of mainland Spain um, holds a very special place in my heart. It was the very first time um, when I was only 15 years old that I went abroad without my parents. Uh, it was a school exchange where um, Pupils from uh, a school in Santander, a high school in Santander, came over and stayed uh, with families here um, in Edinburgh uh, in, from my school. And then a couple of months later, we all went to Santander and we stayed with the same families. Um, and it was wonderful. The weather was amazing. The place was beautiful. The beaches um, and everything that we did, we were we got to do some amazing things while we were on that two week trip. And um, I still have friends there. My exchange partner um, is still a very close friend of mine and her sisters as well. Uh, so that um, holds a very special place in my heart and my memory. Barcelona um, holds a first in that it was the first uh, place I ever attended a non-UK wedding and it was a very international affair. Um, the groom was French or is French I should say and the bride was from Barcelona um, and they, they met in Paris where they were both living at the time. They are now living in Barcelona but they um, were so internationally minded that uh, there were people from every corner of the world at their wedding when they got married in Barcelona. 
and um, it was a really, really fabulous experience to to see a wedding performed and the traditions that happen in a different uh, different country and culture. So it was very interesting for me to see that. Um, and I learned Spanish at school and I also learned Spanish at university as well. I continued to improve my Spanish and uh, a little village um, it called Mijas um, was the very first place where I spoke Spanish where I didn't have any of my Spanish friends with me. I was I was with my, my boyfriend at the time um, and he didn't speak Spanish and I didn't have anybody there to fall back on to help me out with, with words and I uh, had to um, do shopping and ask for groceries and um, all in Spanish because it was a very traditional Spanish village that we were staying in and there weren't a lot of people who spoke English so I really had to make the effort to speak Spanish and um, fortunately people did understand me and I was able to buy food and keep us alive for two weeks with the food um, and that was really the very first time that I took the step to actually speaking Spanish. Now that was a few years ago and I would have to say that I would probably need to have somebody with me or a dictionary or or have something written down um, because I'm probably not as confident speaking Spanish now as I used to be. Looking at the other places that I have mentioned, the one place that I do want to really talk about is that the impact that it made on me and that was the holiday, the family holiday that we all had to South Africa. Uh, my sister uh, married a South African and we, she had a ceremony here in Edinburgh and then we all flew out to South Africa to Johannesburg and we had a second wedding ceremony and reception in South Africa for my brother-in-law's friends and family and we were there for three and a half weeks and we we did a lot of traveling around South Africa we got to see a lot of different um, sides to the country and um, things that will stay with me is that it's so vibrant it's so colorful it's also very humbling and sad and there is a lot of, of things that you see that can be very troubling. One of those troubling moments and sad moments for me was when we were flying from Johannesburg to Cape Town and as you descend into Cape Town airport um, it is one of the most harrowing scenes I have ever seen. And if you haven't been to Cape Town or if you haven't seen um, uh, any documentaries or anything about uh, Cape Town, then the airport uh, itself is actually surrounded by a township. Um, a township is um, a makeshift town. It's where people who have nowhere else to go build their own houses out of materials that they find um, from wherever and this has built up into a huge huge community that sits on the outskirts of Cape Town and as I say it surrounds the airport and as you fly in 
you can see how vast it is. It stretches as far as the eye can see in both directions. And it really made my heart sink into my stomach to see this huge um, population living in these kind of circumstances. Um, and it really hits home, really sinks in even more when you actually come out of the airport and you are driving along the main road because it is uh, the main road actually um, is on one side of the township. Um, it's vast, it's ramshackle. Huts are made from bits of this and that. There are thousands and thousands crammed in tight to these spaces. And it is harrowing to see that and to think that um, human beings are having to live in that kind of circumstance. I used the word humbling to describe um, my time in South Africa. And again, when I was in Cape Town, one of the most humbling moments um, was my visit to Robben Island, which is described on their website as a unique symbol of the triumph of the human spirit over adversity, suffering and injustice. It's about a half an hour, 30 minute boat ride from Cape Town and Robben Island is where Nelson Mandela was imprisoned. And it was interesting and humbling to see the conditions, the the actual prison itself is now a, a, a museum piece and there are guided tours by many of the former inmates themselves who come back and want to talk about and share their time that they spent in this detention centre. Now when we were on the tour we um, were actually very privileged to um, have on the tour with us as a tourist, not as a guide, but a gentleman who had actually spent time serving in prison alongside Nelson Mandela. And he was asked at certain points during the visit to actually add some information and insight into how he spent time with Nelson Mandela and how Nelson Mandela, the man, um, the imprisoned man, uh, behaved and how he expected um, his fellow inmates to behave. And it was very interesting to hear um, what he had to say about the expectations of Mandela while he was a prisoner. We also got to see his cell itself. Now, many of the men spent time in dorms. Nelson Mandela was in a solitary uh, cell. He had no bed. There was no furniture in the room. He slept on a, a little mattress on the floor. It was about six foot by six foot wide and he was a very tall man and so he had to curl up to sleep on the bed and he would spend a lot of his time in there. And then when they weren't spending time within their cells, they were out working in a quarry. Uh, so uh, 
breaking up stones and collecting stones from this this quarry area. The other thing about Robin Island is it is actually also a bird sanctuary as well. So there were lots of different types of birds um, and lots of other stories about the history to Robin Island. But that's the one that really stuck with me and I think stuck with my the rest of my family was just being able to see and hear firsthand some of the the, the the stories that this gentleman wanted to share with us about his time in in prison with with Nelson Mandela another adjective that i would use to describe south africa is awestruck and that is to do with the magnificence of the wildlife um we moved from Cape Town and we flew back to Johannesburg and we then drove to our um, nature reserve um, and we stayed in a safari hotel um, and we got up very very early one morning um, to go out on safari into the actual um, reservation itself and we were very privileged that um, within five minutes of entering the, the reserve gates, the, the, the driver stopped the truck and said, this is so unique, you guys are so lucky. Uh, and it was just, again, it was just my family. There were no other tourists with us in our, in our truck. And there were lionesses lying by the side of the dirt track, not that far away from our, our truck and they were eating their recent kill. It looked like some kind of antelope. I can't remember now what what it was, but it, it was a sort of deer or antelope type animal. And they were completely oblivious to our presence in the safari truck until more trucks started arriving. Word got out that there were lionesses and they were eating this kill and um, too many trucks arrived and people were sort of talking too loudly, trying to get pictures of the lionesses and they actually dragged um, the carcass of this dead animal into the bushes so that they could continue to eat their kill. So we were so, so lucky to be first there and to actually see these beautiful animals um, tucking into breakfast, essentially. <laughs> and privileged in the sense that um, we also, on the way back from um, spending time at the Safari Lodge, um, we stopped in at a, um, a lion sanctuary, uh, a, a, a charity that rescued um, lions who had been either captured by humans or had been injured in some way or where um, cubs had been uh, separated from their mothers for whatever reason um, and this sanctuary was um, saving them and, and trying to help them and um, because they had been re because very small cubs had been rescued and they had to be hand reared um, so they had to be bottle fed they wouldn't ever be able to go back out into the wild the proper wild um, but hopefully they could be put into 
um, a, a reservation where they would be able to um, interact with other animals. Um, but you could go into the the cub um, pen and um, if you were very lucky and sat very still then a, a little cub would come could come up to you and you were allowed to stroke them but not on their heads and while I was in there one particular little cub decided that he wanted to sit on my lap which he did and he had this very rough fur um, it's not smooth like a domestic cat's fur it's it's very coarse fur um, and his meow he he made this sort of half half chirp half lion roar sort of meow purr noise it was very funny um, and he he curled up just like a normal cat would and went to sleep um, but then the keeper decided that actually it probably wasn't a good idea to let the lion cub sleep on my knee because one I could have been there for a very long time with a sleepy lion cub and two because there were about 20 other cubs in the cage that probably would have just piled on top of me and fallen asleep as well and I would have been stuck in the lion cage forever. Um, I wouldn't have minded. I, uh, I love lions. Lions are my favourite animal um, out of all animals. I love all cats but lions are my favourite and um, I think my little cub knew that I really wanted to take him home. <laughs> Obviously I couldn't do that because that that wouldn't be fair on the little cub but uh, it was a really fabulous moment to be able to to do that. Um, and so that um, are that is memories and reasons why I've named two of the places that um, are my favourite places to go in the world. And I would love to know um, where your favourite places are in the world and what is it about those places that make them special to you? What is it? Um, is it why are they a special place in your heart or in your memory? What makes them stand out about all other holidays you've had or all other places that you've visited. So use some of the language that I have used here in this podcast. If you would like to read some of the same text, I have added some text um, as I've spoken, but I have um, a version of this written on Facebook. If you search for Louise's Lexiconology, um, and you can find um, some of the same language that I have used to talk about my favourite places on my page on Facebook. That's Louise's Lexiconology. Okay, so that's all for this week. This episode was a little longer than normal. It could have been a lot longer if I talked about everywhere that I really love. Um, but perhaps I will uh, share with you some other places at a later date. So take care. That's it for this week. And I will be back next week with another Wednesday Wondering. Take care. Bye.